Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, comedian Adam Newman here, letting you know about Pussy Boys, a brand new podcast I co-host with my funny friends where real men talk about their love of cats. So tune into Pussy Boys on the Seltzer Kings Network and like, listen, subscribe, write us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. That's Pussy Boys, all Zs. Trust me, you don't want to go where the S's take you. It's gross. And uh, start this show. Welcome to the Adventures of Danny and Mike. To my right, Mr. Danny Tamborelli. Hello, everybody. And to his right, Mr. Michael C. Marona. This is he. And oh my gosh, our special guest for the entire episode. She uh, she played the the mother of these two darlings, the, the two darling Pete's, ladies and gentlemen. Judy Graf's on the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, Judy. So hey, glad Judy. to have you. Hey, hi, kids. Be, be careful. There's someone coming out of your cool Japanese hiding spot back there. Careful. <laughs> Don't, yeah. Oh, you had me scared. For <laughs> someone's, someone's emerging from the screen is what you say. That's that's how modern horror films begin. Yeah. yeah. With your own your own webcast and, you know, things start to go crazy. You're, ta- you're talking to your, your children. Yes. And then all of a sudden, guy comes <laughs> out with a knife and that's. That's the that. beginning. That's the beginning of the movie. It's not even the end. Mm-hmm. Are, I don't think Judy is the kind of character that you would kill off in the first five minutes. Absolutely not. No, you don't, got stay- you don't think so? No, you got staying power. Eleven, oh, okay. di- eleven days deep of Danny's character staying awake in the night crawlers. Oh, of course. <laughs> now that you mention it, you're right. <laughs> So uh, I do want to mention you guys are fresh off of a uh, reunion show. For, it was a benefit for the PA Dems. If you, uh, this will be up before the vote. So if you haven't registered to vote, please do that. Please go register. And uh, if you have, I think, I think it's a little late. Like, you're late I think to it's register. A late. You register now, okay, right. buddy. If you so haven't just go if you, vote. If just, you haven't registered, you screwed up. Vote now. Have, register yes. later. <laughs> That's okay. Just vote. That's right. don't, mail, don't mail anything in. Bring it to a ballot box if right. you're scared. Right. But a uh, great show all around. Very fun to see uh, faces uh, that I that I've seen for many years making this podcast and talked about a lot of stories about uh, you and uh, the whole crew. So thank you so much for doing the podcast. Oh, I appreciate yeah. It. yeah. Wouldn't miss it for the world. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, we um, I don't know. How do you guys what, what do you want to get into this uh Obviously, but I haven't seen Judy since Portland. Was that the last time we saw wow. each other? Wait a minute. No, we uh, because you were going to play Sacramento. So was it? Did you go from Portland to Sacramento? Because my home, I don't th- family home, is in Sacramento, and I was going to try and see you. So no, I don't. I don't, I don't think, think we, we ever did. made it to Sacramento. That's why oh, I don't think we sometimes, did. sometimes those the capital of of states just they it it they never work out. Did you miss the uh, Albany show too? And the Trenton show. Did you miss the, the Trenton, Trenton show? No, no I we, wasn't there. We, I was Portland, LA, and New York. What about the Bismarck show? You didn't go to the Bismarck show? No, Bismarck. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> we're not big. We're not big in North Dakota just yet. But we will Paris be. But we will show? be. <laughs> about what? The Paris show. Did you go to oh. Paris, France? And oh no, we went no, to we Paris, missed, Texas. You know, it's funny oh, they didn't let. No. They didn't let us go. They didn't for the Pete and Pete reunion in France. They just let mom and dad go. It was just Hardy and Judy. Oh, (laughs) it was kind of weird. And then they were, you know, they made a tape and then somebody stole their camera. Wait, no, that's a different, it's a different movie altogether. I'm I'm thinking of (laughs) National Lampoon's. Not sure what kind of tape you're talking about that got stolen. VHS tape. Actually, it was a a Super 8. It was a Super 8 tape. Oh my, Super 8. Oof. Uh, 
a pal tip. <laughs> it was Pete. And- oh, oh yeah, pal. Was Pete and Pete like a uh, a huge uh, European success? Do you guys know? Is that a thing? Do you get Ju- like Judy when you Judy when you travel in Europe? Do you get mobbed? I think is That's what the Jeremy oh, wants to know. Time. I mean, you know, I can't walk down the Champs Elysees without you know people running amok and saying, "Ah, there she is! There she is!" I had to shelter inside the Arc de Triomphe. <laughs> oh could- yeah. And they wouldn't oh. let her in the Eiffel Tower because they really thought that she had a metal plate in her head and they were afraid she'd stick to it. Right. That's exactly it. The powerful electromagnets in the they, Eiffel Tower well, preventing you from getting all the way up well, to the top. Well, they thought I was a terrorist because they could, you know, metal <laughs> in That was one of my favorite parts of Superman... One? Three. Three? I don't know. No. You very thing. confident. You know, that was one. Um, I, I'm smelling like all of this talk. I'm smelling like some Pete and Pete spinoff, you know, like a we could do a fan fiction episode of Pair Pete and Pete in Paris, and maybe the yeah. kids are lost, a little home, you know, a little home alone type feel. Yeah, Just putting it out wow. there. Well, I still like the idea too of uh, Pete and Pete and the grandparents <laughs> and uh, the kids come in and, our, and yeah. the little guys. Yes, and what? And the little guys. Yes. Huh. What would what would they do? Because they have different names, or would we have to make different names? No, I think we both name our children the same name. Yeah. You think? Or have they could be. be Arnold and Arnold. They yeah, could yeah. Be, I think it would. I think it would be either Da if it's two girls, they'd both be Joyce, and if it was two uh, two boys, it would they would both be Don. Oh, okay. All right. I would love, or maybe Artie. That would actually maybe I'm maybe, Don maybe I got Don. a kid named Artie. Don yeah. and Don, the Adventures of Don and Don, and Artie. <laughs> we, had a, we had an unexpected second child. It Michael might have had the one. Oh, right, right. Little Pete had two on accident. <laughs> I think it was intentional. Uh, it's always an it's always an accident. That's what I hear. Yeah, since, since we missed Snow Day, I understand we were supposed to be in Snow Day. Oh, it still, still hurts. Yeah, still hurts for the, for the listener. Literally five minutes into the podcast and Judy Graff's already bringing up mm-hmm. old shit. Oh we're, <laughs> casting, <laughs> oh, we're casting aspersions. I don't think we're not. We just didn't get uh, we didn't get into that movie. Yeah. Damn. Well, we should have had a, a real talking to to the president of Nickelodeon at the time. We should have, yes. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there is a Pete and Pete ver. I mean, I'm sure Chris and Will might not. Um, Hello, President Nickelodeon. Like, who is there is an your refrigerator running of of the snow day with Pete and Pete in it? You think around somewhere? Yeah, well, that would have been a good question for you to put into the comments on Sunday. That's, that's yeah. a good, that's a good point. I think you could have just find and replaced the text. I can email uh-huh. too. You know what I mean? Well, privileged, privileged yeah. information. Um, you know, it's really, it's really easy to change a character's name on in Final Cut. Yes, yeah. draft. Somebody, Final draft, I, yeah. when I was reading in the comments section, somebody listed it as, "Oh, how wonderful to see a nostalgia show taking place in the '90s." And I thought, but it wasn't supposed to be the '90s, right? This was, I mean, the nostalgia of Pete and Pete was more like the '60s, right? I mean, it I, definitely, it definitely had it felt homages that, to yeah. that. Yeah, it was not. It didn't. It felt retro in the nineties. Yes, that's it. I understand retro. what you're saying. Yeah, he, and well, here's well, a hot here's a hot take. I feel like the first Pete and Pete hus- husband of yours, the very, the first one that was just in the couple episodes, Dad that, Prime. You talking about the, more the initial of a Dad? 50s, 60s feel than right. uh, Hardy Ross. Hardy, sure, sure. A pipe For, clenched in his teeth type yeah. thing. That, yes, that's, that's right. Yeah, that that screams that sort of era to me, but. Judy, is it true that he was mean to you and you had him fired? And he said mean and you nasty know things. That guy? No, I like you, him. You Aunt Viv, the you Aunt Viv, the dad of no, Pete. Is no, that what no. you did? I don't remember his name, but he was nice. I liked mm-hmm. him. That's weird because you know, only at seven years old, I I heard the story that you were you were very upset with him and you, no. got, lies. And you got him fired. Lies. lies. That's what I heard. That's fake what I heard. lies. Fake news. <laughs> Quit messing with. Quit messing. That's not fair. You. You're hurting the the shared memories that we all cherish. Right. Quit quit hurting those memories. <laughs> I was just happy that I my TV mom also had red hair. It made me it made yeah. me feel made me feel more comfortable with you being my fake TV mom. Oh, good. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it helped. Huh. Did not help huh. you. 
Yeah, yeah, did it, Mikey? Yeah, you being represented on screen or it just being more probable that we were your offspring because we both were red hair. <laughs> yeah. Both were good. <laughs> Solid topics. Yeah. Yeah, I like, um, oh, uh, that background. Well, that's the back, your background, huh, Mike? Oh, yeah. For the, uh, for the Patreon subscribers, yes, Mike has switched his video background. Oh, Liverpool Football Club. One of, one, of, uh, one of the fans online has uh, nicely donated this to, uh, in as much as one has to pay for a meme, they're free. Very nice. If you send yeah. that to me, Mike, I can actually put our logos on there, so we're not, uh, you know, promoting Nike and Standard Charter. Oh, good, good call, Jeremy. <laughs> but I'm you know, always just, protecting the brand, Judy. That's true. Yeah, it's just a brand we. Yeah. it's just a brand we hate. Don't mm, worry about there it. You go. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, uh, that was the COVID nineteen before it it launched, right? Right, that was the that yeah. yeah, was yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that was actually Mike making it. That's, that's he, <laughs> me. Yeah, that was yeah. me in the lab. Mm. Yeah, I was, all, and I was, as you can see, I'm an accomplice. But no, I, you were the first. You were the first guinea pig. You survived it. Well, I have O positive blood, so yeah, wouldn't really hurt me too bad. You're O positive. I'm O positive. I didn't oh. know that. I'm B minus. I think. <laughs> I always got C's to be. Honest. No, it doesn't. I'd say it, it doesn't sound as romantic when you say it that way. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy has C's and there's a word hepatitis before it. Yeah. Isn't O positive? Isn't that the universal blood? Negative. No. Oh, negative. negative? Uh, Dan, as the former spokesperson for hepatitis B, didn't you get a free supply of it for the years that you worked on the? Yeah. On the on the awareness campaign. I'm really I'm really 72 years old. And uh, I you was look great. Yeah, I was 45 when we were shooting Pete and Pete, but because I was drinking all that O positive blood that the CDC gave me, it gave me. Oh, I meant a free thing. supply of hepatitis B. Oh, 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 oh. Well, either way, I got them both, and I actually got all three now. I have hepatitis A, B, and C. What I do hear, I hear? I hear a I young. You hear my, my grandchild? Hey, you, <laughs> are you coming up the stairs? Oh no. You have stairs? Yeah, I'm at the top of the stairs in the little, this little like computer nook. That's where I'm at right now. And uh, yeah, he's getting very good at climbing stairs. And it's terrible. the broadband out there in rural, rural Pennsylvania? I mean, you guys are seeing me pretty good, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Hasn't hurt. Then we're, they're doing something good over here. So what I'm not town? Sure what else? What town? And, uh, they're in uh, Marlboro Township. Oh. Never heard of it. It's Montgomery County. So. Never heard of it. Okay. Southern, we, we uh, southeastern, our- southeastern PA, or like central eastern PA. Okay. I said we, it was uh, northeastern PA once, and someone was from Scranton, and they scolded me. They said that is that's south. Yeah. And by the way, I brought up Scrapple the other day. Have you ever had Scrapple? Oh yes, yes, very oh, much. What, so. What's in what's in Scrapple? I mean, I've heard of it. What's in Scrapple? <laughs> you don't want to know. Don't ask. No. You don't ever no, ask. What's no, in I want to. No, I want to know. I haven't it's cooked dinner yet. Mechanically I separated meat. Yeah. Do you know what spam is? Yes. Of course, you know spam. Okay. Well, spam I think is more like um, beef byproducts or you know throwaways, and uh, Scrapple is more I think pork. It's and more it's pork, the but they also make turkey. Yeah. They also make turkey Scrapple, and it's so oh. very good. Oh, they put turkeys into a machine. The machine separates the turkeys from their life and then reassembles uh, them into scrapple. Is that what yeah, you're telling me? Yeah, just about. Yeah, it's the same, it's the same thing. Yeah. And, and you eat this mm-hmm. for breakfast, much like you would eat a regular piece of kielbasa sausage that you like so much, or Michael. a piece of Canadian bacon in the morning, or you know, bacon. As as our for our Canadian listeners. Who call it just bacon? Oh yeah, that's true. I'm just wondering: do they call it? Do they just call it bacon <laughs> in Canada, or do they call our, our bacon American bacon? Oh, that's I hadn't thought about that. Question. What do you think, Dan? Let's go to our Canadian. They call though. it fat back bacon. That's what I would think they call it. Fat back bacon. Okay, mm. <laughs> that's one way to put it. Scrapple. I used to have it for breakfast. My mom would serve it for breakfast, and you know, it came in a can then. I, I mean, and we got it in California. And, and scrapple um, in a can. Yeah, it's the Sacramento way. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And you'd open the can and then you could slice it off like that, you know, and and fry it for breakfast. Did you ever miss and cut the can instead? 
No. When you were slicing it and oh, just get a little on. bit of like on, can and like no. tin in there come with your on, breakfast. Come on, Michael. That's no. a, what? What a what a ridiculous question that is to ask our mother. I think it's a perfectly reasonable question. <laughs> yeah, I think so because it could happen. Yeah, you see, we've all seen those spam cans with the you know the pop pop yeah. top on it, right? The blow pole ring there. Mm-hmm. I you can't tell me. Just, you know, you can't just, tell me you've it, never you, like you, you know pulled really on one of those hear, and the, the, I can't the ring hear came spam. off. I feel like canned meats is going to make a huge comeback in the upcoming apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, you can't hear <laughs> you can't hear spam without thinking of the Weird Al cover of the REM song "Stand," mm. Mm. the no, video actually, of which was directed by Pete and Pete director Catherine Diekman. Wow, well, oh. you're you're taking it one way, and I'm taking it another way, saying that I can't think about spam without hearing spam, 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 spam. Are you thinking, makes of, me think uh, of Money Python? Yeah, Monty which Python. Makes me think, I go from Money Python right to Judy Graff. Time some for oh. some Judy anecdotes. Oh, love. Time for some delicious happens, Judy anecdotes. Just happens. I can't. I can't help myself. It's organic. I. I I've it's told the opposite of spam. I've told the story aloud probably many times, and maybe even didn't on I, this podcast. But who cares? Danny, is there Judy? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what Let, you did. Let's hear Judy. I want to hear Judy's half of it because I've heard your side of it about t- ten times, Danny. Well, I want to hear Judy's I wanna story. Talk about Monty Python. Didn't I get you a copy of the? Uh, Monty Python, the movie, because I think your parents were worried that there were things in there that you shouldn't see. And I said, no, it's perfectly good. It's the Monty Python. I forget which. A lot of the fun. Meaning, the meaning of life. Yes. And didn't I get yes. you a copy of that? Because I knew it would be safe to see. I'm pretty sure. Yes, you did. You okay. did. But I didn't know that you were so good at editing. No, I didn't have to take anything out. Uh, well, maybe I did. I don't know. I believe you did. I believe maybe you did. Judy, Judy, let me tell you something. Yeah, I invited friends over. Yeah, I had a I had a sleepover planned. He charged like, admission. I charged admission for sure. It was like, oh, okay. Well, look, I got this movie, and we couldn't go to Blockbuster to get it. I had to get it. I had to get it from a friend <laughs> at the back of a you know in the back of a van, right? Somewhere he in cons- Jersey. He considered you a friend, which is great. Yeah, and uh. We're going to see some boobs tonight, guys. We are going to see boobs because oh, I know, cool. I know this movie has boobs in it. And he did his research on I the movie. Why yeah. I can't see it. Why my parents wouldn't let me get it. Why I had to ask a friend Nick and I kept person, doing it in yeah. quotations, like a friend. Cause I didn't want to, right. you know, I didn't want to rat you out. Right. Right. And, uh, uh, now that I think about it, I probably did. No, so you, so what you what you did was what you did was is you Let cut, me tell you, you what cut, you did. You cut the scene out with the boobs in it. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. I think I would have done that. <laughs> yes, well, you're and you you disappointed five fourteen <laughs> a- adolescent five paying customers went home that had hungry to go, that night. Had to go back onto the cable channel to go and look at the blurred lines and colors of the Playboy channel until we got like 20 oh. seconds of like a boob on screen. And that was it. I'm sorry. I know, it took a lot of no, time. You did the right thing. Don't, don't let, don't let his okay. uh, teenage well, hormones you know. try to sear you. I mean, not even teenage hormones, preteen hormones. Pre-teen They're way hormones. worse. Yeah. Oh, more intense. Way more intense. Yeah. You don't even know what's going on. Yeah. Well, for the- you know, I always felt, you know, like I was your mom and had to, protect you too you know i mean i i had the side of me that would say oh i've been there i, I was a kid too and i know that eh, you know parents can be a little fuss budgety this budget whatever mm. so yeah i would have yeah done something to protect you as if you you, uh, you, you would have broken the tab you would have broken the tab that stops you from recording on the tape you'd have you broken that little piece of plastic right <laughs> off of there oh i had probably dual record a dual recording machine dj yeah. judy graff on the decks i just like to think yeah. about that and she was like yeah i'll do that and then realizing what she had done and then being like oh, i have to fix this Darn. What's amazing was she was an early degausser. So instead of rewinding the tape all the way and checking those portions, she just passed a magnet gently over the dub and it magically, <laughs> magically drew, magically real, realigned the iron particles and, uh, and remove the boobs painlessly. And I think she should patent it on, honestly, the Judy, yeah. Ga- the Judy Graf degausser. Wow. There's another business that's gone kaput. A blockbuster. Didn't we used to go to Blockbuster? Whoa. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's vintage now. You go to Blockbuster. I was a rewinder there. That's what I did for a living. I just pressed really? rewind all day. Yeah, yeah. I was one of the last ones. 
Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I remember they put all those stickers in that said, be kind, rewind. They were talking about me. Yeah. Danny is, Danny Mm. is, uh, uh, you can tell by the look on his face for those who are looking at the video that Danny is smelling a bullshit story. Being a steamy piece of bullshit. No way. I know way. I know way. I used to. You never worked at Blockbuster. Okay, I commanded a fleet of those car-shaped <laughs> rewinders. You know the little ones that look like cars. Oh, yeah. You put yes. it in, you put it in the trunk, and then you push them down. It goes. Yeah. I could I could get about four of those going at once before I passed out. Wow, I, I remember <laughs> that person. Yeah, I remember that. You remember that person? Yep. Do you remember the Degauser next to me? Be... That's how Judy and I met years later. We That's reacquainted. Right. Yeah, we reacquainted ourselves. Interesting. She would just pass videotapes over her head that <laughs> that people found objectionable oh and they would the metal plate in her head would erase all the objectionable parts <laughs> judy i'm sorry that we asked you to do this what's the matter what's wrong dan i want to know i think judy just you know judy wants to hear real life stories from michael c Marona and and vice versa well, I'm this, bu- this bullshit okay. about a blockbuster that you worked for. This blockbuster bullshit is as real as it gets, man. It's about serious as a heart attack. <laughs> okay, okay. Apparently, there is that still that one blockbuster that still exists in uh, yeah, Alaska, so you can, and you can like sleep no. in it. You can no. sleep in it and stay. Well, in that's it. a yeah, different thing, I think. But there, oh, there, as of like a year ago, there was one blockbuster left in Alaska that still really? looked like a blockbuster that still rented okay. videos. Okay. Uh, I'm yeah, sure they don't, don't have. They don't, <laughs> I'm sure it was an independent uh, <laughs> proprietor, but not yeah, a, they don't have. It, they, don't ha- yeah. they don't have any at blockbuster.com emails. Probably not. Yeah, those <laughs> didn't <laughs> never existed. Yeah, I always wondered about Netflix. How was it you'd order a Netflix a film, and you drop it in the mail, and it was at your door the next day? How's that possible? Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Change the Would game. You remember that? Yeah, first you know, class. Postage, Judy. There were a lot of us out of work rewinders <laughs> at the time. So. I think they were sitting outside my door and waiting. I mean, you know, and look yeah. at them now. And then, guess what? Like, and then, and then they'd have a pad and they'd write down what you rented and then they'd judge you based on it. Right. This, this sounds like uh, extremely nosy librarians, basically. <laughs> extremely nosy librarians sort of oh cataloging the... Yep. Their, their yeah, grief, their their uh, their grievances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I don't want to. Uh, I do have a question for you, Judy. I um, yes. uh, I know that uh, obviously we're going to talk a lot about Pete and Pete, uh, but I did want to ask you uh, about a movie that I watched when I was. It was the year I graduated. It came out, and it's by a director. It's called Citizen Kane. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah right. <laughs> no, it's it's a it's a it's a horror movie <laughs> called The Dark Half. Yes. And you got to work with George Romero. Yes. I would love, since it's Halloween, he's the king, was king. Uh, I would love to know sort of uh, how it was working with him on that set of something that wasn't, it's completely different than Pete and Pete, completely right. different than sort of uh, some of the other things. So I don't know if he'd work, you know, have any insight on that. I- I didn't have that much contact with him because I, I was in the opening scene, by the way, I was what they call a surgical nurse yep. and I had to pass instruments to, you know, whatever he was. Sponge. Very, huh? Sponge. Sponge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Scalpel. Uh, yes. That's right. That's exactly it. Hmm. And he was just a really nice man. You know, awesome. they, it's wonderful when you. Uh, not always, obviously, but um, yeah, he was lovely, and he's awesome. gone now. Too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He uh, what a legacy, though, and what a uh, an incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it is said that uh, George Romero uh, passed away in the company of his family while listening to the soundtrack to the nineteen fifty two film, "The Quiet Man" by John Ford. Really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, which has well, some of my the, uh, Who did the music for the quiet? Ooh, fact first, check first on Jeremy. Do, check it. The, do it, Jeremy. First fact check in a long time. Yeah. Well, if you know. Dum, 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 The quiet man. It's only three words, buddy. Yeah, but it's my memory. The opposite of me. Did a little, 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 dum, 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 no, it's called The Quiet Man um, with John Wayne. 
Okay. Well, that must be the remake. Uh, a lot of his movies, the, the famous, uh, oh, I loved his music. He was a Russian composer. Um, and he did Red River. I'm thinking he did The Quiet Man. Oh, let me see. Anyway. Now you do one, Dan. Dum, ba, dum, 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 dum. I don't know. That was the one that she did. You have to do your own. Oh, da dum da dum da dum da 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 dum. How is that? That sounds like. See, that sounds like pol- That that sounds like public domain. I don't think that that's actually from a uh, from a movie it, soundtrack. It does say uh, Bing Crosby sings "The Isle of Innisfree" and "Galloway Boy." Victor Young and his orchestra plays "Denver's House," "St. Patrick's Day," "My Mother," "I'll Take You Home Again," "Kathleen," "The Big Fight," and Mary right. Kate but who was the composer, buddy? Yeah. Compo, uh, I don't know if there was. It was just Victor Young and the orchestra and Bing Crosby. Those two. Way people. to go, Victor! Yeah, I was thinking it was Dmitri Tiomkin. He did oh. one. I was uh, read oh. and actually, yeah, I thought the, that might be Quiet Man. Also, I should have known that. From I, ironically, that's point. the name of the the hacker who penetrated the Florida voting system this year. <laughs> oh, what was man. his name? Dmitri Tiomkin. <laughs> <laughs> Same guy. Remember, probably his grandkid now. <laughs> instead of instead of tickling the ivories, he works the keyboard. Right. Oh. Just well. to go back to the dark half for one second, I do remember yeah. the scene, the the, or the scene that you were in, in the initial scene. You're doing, you're in the room, you're handing off things, and then all of a sudden right. they're talking about a twin that has been attached to him, right, and they the do a, a a cut or something behind this goo, and there's an eyeball in there that was his yeah. twin. Yep. So, yeah. Does your if, character wear a surgical mask, Judy? I think I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I literally just watched the uh, the preview again because I wanted to yeah, uh, ask a, you about an, it. A, you know, the nurse's cap or the rubber cap or whatever the shower cap. You had wait. You had a snood. Mm, you were wearing, wearing a snood. Yeah. That was I, that was a word that I never knew until the. Um, the uh, lunch lady episode of Pete and Peter is what I think we called it. Don't tread on Pete. The uh, revolutionary mm-hmm. war episode when Juliana Hatfield played a lunch lady and she had sort of this crocheted thing on her head. And I had no idea what it was. And then somebody informed me that it was called a snood. A snood. snood. Very popular yeah. in the 80s and 40s. And then somebody yeah. took that name and made one As of those was crazy, Scrapple. crazy. As Scrapple. It's still popular, I'm sure. I bet you, Dan, you could go down the street where he is now and knock on oh, doors and say, there's, hey, yeah, there's, there's scrap, there's scrapple everywhere. Around show so, us your snoods is what he would say. Show us, you got snood. any snoods to share. See, snood just reminds me of a stupid computer game. You know, I think, uh, my, my mother had a long on and off relationship with Dr. Mario. I think, uh, I think snood was, you know, the next in the gate was like a gateway. It was a gateway drug to snood. And then I'm not, I'm not sure what she plays now. Oh, Okay. Dr. Mario. Yeah. One of those block building, you know, it was like, uh, it was in that, that half space between Tetris and infinity. Oh, okay. Sure. I know about that. Also <laughs> invented by a Russian. Oh, <laughs> are we taught? Wow. I like that. We've gone from talking about, uh, raising money for the PA Dems to now to Russia. Russia. I don't Russia. understand what's, have yeah. we been infiltrated? Russia. What's going okay. on here? Well, uh, Mike's dark half is coming out. He's rushing. Only half. Jeremy can tell for sure. <laughs> no, my uh, IP address is from Moscow. This resolves in the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> Why are you, you're you're skyping in from the Canary Islands? It seems. Is somebody skyping in? That would be nice. That no, would I'm be, just saying no, that we're, we're oh. yeah. See, we're we're playing we're playing. Too many games here. Uh, Dan, did you did you go, did you throw a rock at the Canary Islands when you were over in Portugal? No, it was too far. Too far. Mm. You could probably skip a stone though. When I was in the Azores, maybe that was a little closer, which is also part of Portugal. So you're right, I guess. I could have thrown, but I did not. I was too busy taking in the sights. Mm. Living it up as a young lover. Mm. Yeah, uh, honeymoon in the Atlantic, uh, the Atlantic version of Hawaii. Except there's no humidity. It's great. Really? It's, they yeah. they export it all to the mainland. It's much, it's much more valuable it's there. Much, it's, <laughs> they have so much of it there that it's much more valuable elsewhere. It's very cheap on the island. 
So where are we going to move to if um, politics don't go quite our way? Uh, sounds like New Zealand. I think we're going to have to go to oh, New Zealand. Yeah. Can we get That's there? Will they let us in? Is everyone all right with that? Well, sure. We just have to display some sort of talent in uh, stop motion filmmaking or, uh, mm. or CGI. Mm. Visual effects of any kind, oh. I think, is it gets you an extra 10 points on the visa application. And I, what about audio effects? I can work with that end of it. After oh, Jeremy video? blank, Jeremy blank the screen. Let's see what let's see what Danny can do. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was looking up New Zealand slang words. I'm edit. Oh, there you go. Oh, and Judy can edit. Yeah, Judy. Yep. Yeah, I can edit. Clear, clearly, clearly, Judy can edit. Well, the last time we talked about it, Judy, which I'll admit it was, is a while ago, you were making videos for FEMA, the Federal yes. Emergency Management Agency. And I'm yes. wondering if uh, if they haven't, I mean, you're clearly not doing this video from an internment camp, which is what no. every, you know everybody yeah. thinks of FEMA now. They think I of the know, internment camps. So. Fake news, fake news. Uh, well, they haven't, they only just started sending some people out um, because of COVID. They were trying to keep everybody, you know, they don't, they won't put anybody in harm's right. way. I figure there's no, there's no shortage of fires though. You know what I mean? For you to go exactly. survey the, da- you know, the damage for. The silly thing is, and the fires are mostly around here in California, but they've never sent me out on fires. They always bring somebody from the East coast. I don't understand that. Well, no, I do understand it. They have a thing where once you've worked, your name goes to the bottom of the list. If you're a videographer or a still photographer, your name goes, goes to the bottom of the list. And then the next person is the one who gets the, the gig and that's because they're trying to be fair about the assignments um but i've never been out on fires well i'm you know and i could drive to them i mean god they're right across the street practically you mm. know but uh, they've only just started sending people out they're doing a lot of virtual um coverage so as a matter of fact they they had a bunch of us a training on virtual what they call a virtual deployment that's what they called it and it was <clears throat> Could we do our job? Well, I can't. I have to be there. I have to be there to take photographs and video. But they're undergoing a lot of changes, as you could well imagine. Every aspect of the government right now is uh, in. They make you drive your own drone. Uh, I was going to ask that. Yeah, do you even do you have a drone? Oh, I have two drones, but at first they wouldn't let us use them. But that goes back like uh, three and a half, four years ago. They wouldn't because they were nervous if somebody crashed it or something onto private property. Then they said, yeah, but you have, we'll let you use it, but you have to have the pilot's license, whatever, for that. Um, at that point. Um, Flight time. You're going to be instrument rated. Uh, just about, you know, but then the drones made a big leap. I, I bought my first drone at uh, that store that uh, in uh, all airports. I forget the name I of that. It was called Drones Modern, Are Us. Uh, mo- modern. Yeah, something like mm. that. Are you talking about a touch of, you're talking about a touch of modern where they have the, no, no. the uh, refrigerator inside the coffee table? <laughs> no. That's a sharper no. image, dude. Yes, that's it. Sharper image. Get, get out of here. Get out of here for like $450. I thought but, it was a massage chair. I didn't know it could fly. I really <laughs> thought it was a massage chair. It's, it, it was extremely light and small. It was a massage chair for a, for a cat. But it's funny you bring quickly, that up. Because, the $450 drone was replaced yeah. by $1,000 drones and then $2,000 drones and $5,000 drones. We, see, we call that, we call that droneflation when, uh, yes. when the value like that ascends so quickly yes. and then people find themselves left behind if they're in an, like an all cash position, the, well, uh, the drones, pay for it. you know, that's mm. not their thing. And, um, so, uh, I stopped exploring that Avenue and just went back to, you know, straight video and still photography because also I'd have to drag that stuff with me every time I went out. I, and you know, I had a limit as to how much I could check on a plane. So I ended up with no clothes and a lot of equipment. <laughs> well, but I, that, yeah. that in itself, you know, could be a, a novel form of fundraising and drone yeah. photography. Yeah. And drone <laughs> photography. But for, for, for the, uh, for the video uh, user, for the listeners, for the I, listeners, Jeremy is brandishing. A drone. It's a 2k drone. It's very nice. Wow. Going to use it for maybe some new man boob stuff. Who knows? Jeremy, you know it's 2020, group. right? A 2K drone is way behind the times. I know, but the 4K was a little too too expensive. But you, you know, have now, 
do you have the pilot's license or whatever it's called? Give no, us some specs, right. buddy. Let's get no. some specs. It's it's sort of like a uh, I don't I, I don't have you can't really do it in New York City at all. It's illegal. But oh, yeah. so if I go out of town, I can fly it. Uh, but it does have GPS and all that stuff. It'll follow you yeah. and come home to you. And you it know, sounds like getting like a really nice uh, bike rack for a bike, and then not having a car or something like that. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's true. That's some. I go to true. record stores and I buy a whole bunch of records, but, but I, I don't have, have a record player. Record. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, don't yeah. have a record player. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is drones have gotten cheaper and smaller. So, you know, have they? Yes. So if, uh, if, uh, you know, if that's, see, we call that's that, we, to, basically Judy, he's willing to sell it to you. He realized we call that, <laughs> we call he that drone inflation. Fly it in his own home. He's like, I got to get rid of this. Thing. So I'm going to try it. Though. I'm gonna, I might go to the roof and just try it. It's, and a, see what it's happens. a 2k drone, but, uh, Jeremy's willing to part with it for 1.8 at this point. <laughs> 1.8k. No, this thing, these are like, this was uh, new. It was two hundred and fifty dollars, um, and then I got it for a hundred dollars. Really? Yeah, oh, I paid four hundred for my first, but that yeah. was a five. Why were you guys looking yeah. on Drones List? Is my question. You should have gone oh. to Drones R Us. Drones R Us. That unfortunately has also went out of business with toys. Yes. With the yes. Toys R Us, but uh, I have I, more little cameras than anybody I know. I've got hmm. all these little, you know, one inch square things to pick up additional video, you know, B roll stuff or whatever. GoPros or whatever. Yeah. Oh, That's, no, GoPro yeah. too, yeah. And, do, you, do you ever think about using them to go undercover, Judy? <laughs> like you could use them as a as a like a hidden camera? Oh, well, sure. Actually, the reason I got the first little tiny one, you know how, you, have you ever seen them? Bu- I've seen a button cam. Is it because you like watching people pee in public toilets? No. Oh, okay, just asking. <laughs> well, I do, okay. but that's got nothing to do with why I yeah, got the that's camera. Right. Okay. That's right. No, because in in my building here in West Hollywood, uh, somebody got into the garage, which is locked or supposed to be, and uh, once they keyed a bunch of cars, and then another time they went through my car and pulled out some stuff, and it made me so mad that I thought I'm going to arm this place with those little tiny cameras. Only thing is. The, the cameras got a mind of their own, and now they observe me instead. Yeah. <laughs> what, what what was the what was the the catch, Judy? Oh well, I was hoping to find out who was doing this nonsense in the garage, but the it would never go off. I mean, the motion activated because it was downstairs and it was too far away from um, the modem. Well, oh. that would be to send it back, but uh, <clears throat> I mean, it just wouldn't go off. It just. It, Do- did so we did ever catch the back? culprit? Yeah. yeah. Well, we think we did. We think it was somebody internally who is in the process as as uh, I speak in moving out. Mm-hmm. We think there was some sort of, you know, Bad anger going on. That's, that's always the way. It reminds me of an episode of the A-Team where Face uh, disguises and what? what? Yes, I'm going to bring it back to the A-Team. Face dis- dis- <laughs> assumes the identity of Mr. Tony, an interior designer who lives in the building and at one point in the episode, they dismantle the the elevator to to armor up their A team van for an armored assault. And Ooh. Mr. Tony assures uh, the people old, who live, the nice ladies who live in the assault. building. Good old armor armored assault. Did somebody say Lots armored assault? Because Alfie wants it. <laughs> Alfie is. Yeah, he sounds yeah. like it. Uh, well, yeah. Um, and my building is really old. It was built in 1929, and that through the years, there's been all kinds of Errol Flynn supposedly lived here. Please don't tell me you don't know who Errol Flynn no, it, oh, yeah. it was. Who that was uh, Jeremy's first roommate when he came out to uh, Hollywood. <laughs> that was him. Good old, good old Errol, I called him. Yeah, we do. he called them swing and Errol because they were always, you know, swinging on vines back and forth. They oh, didn't want to sure. take the, they want to take the street, so they just went between telephone poles. I feel like Errol's a name you just don't. There's that's not on any baby name lists anymore. No, you know what yeah. I mean. I mean, there's Errol Morris. I remember there's consulting Gar- some. There's Errol Gardner, one of the most famous oh, yeah, jazz musicians. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Famous, yeah. Yep. Um, or Cedric. I like the name Cedric. You don't hear that anymore either. There you go. Cedric. Well, once the entertainer died, that was the end of Cedric. Oh, yeah. He's not dead. Oh, you're right. He's not dead. <gasps> what are you talking about? You're talking about? <laughs> yeah, Cedric the entertainer. Yeah. I know. I'm are just you- kidding. Yeah. He's, nice. he's not dead. Uh, I made you think. I made both of you think about it for a second. I did yeah. not have to think about it for a second. <laughs> I have a I have a Google alert set just in case. <laughs> just for yeah. Him. yeah. So it would have popped up. Are you one of the Are you one of the people that writes celebrity uh, 
I pre-write celebrity obituaries. obituaries. I do, but and you have what I do, and when they happen, you send them off to all the different places and be like, I can give this to you what first. I, what I do is because I pre-write them, I, I tend to take a lot of liberties. So in my case, uh, Cedric, the entertainer's comments upon how he was the in, inspiration for the mm. entertainer, which is the theme song from the sting. Oh, I also heard that Cedric, the, the song, uh, the Entertainer by Billy Joel was written about Cedric. Oh, was that possible? I am the entertainer and I'm positive. Judy, we couldn't get through this episode without a few Billy Joel mentions, yeah, so we might as well get them all out of the way. I have something sick to tell you that I did with a friend of mine, um, speaking of, you know, celebrity uh, dying. As long as it's relevant. Well, well, yeah, we're talking about dead celebrities, right? <laughs> Um, we used to, there was a game we used to play. Who could be the first one to inform everybody else about, oh, guess who died? And it had to be mm. somebody big, you know? And um, so uh, pretty soon it was like, you know, back and forth. And we thought, guess who died? Then we decided, let's make a list so that what we can do is just go down the list and say, number 13 died, number 41 died. Only the thing was we made a list of about uh, 50 people, uh, well-known mm -hmm. celebrities. And by the way, we chose people who probably were kind of close to that time of life. Sure, you're hedging your bets. Yeah, and nobody died. And it was like month after month after month. And then we decided, you know what? This is keeping them alive. This is what's going on. People... Oh, and we started telling our friends and they said, well, we, we want to be on the death list because that's what we yeah. call just, just, just in case. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, nobody died for months. And these were all people who had been in and out of the hospital and they were 90 years old, but, you know, mm. still famous. And I credit it all to Judy's list. That's right. The death list that we had. Well, well that's, that's, a, that's an better than vitamins. Now. Yeah. That's, I, I hate think, is better than vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Betty Davis was the first one to go off. Oh, the list. she'll be here. Oh, long, but she long had a coming. Well. She had it coming. And they saved her eyes, it turns out, in a song. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Betty Davis. <laughs> yeah, I know. We were talking about White, I think. You know, that just makes no, no, me think that fine. just makes me think of Jerry Orbuck because he donated his eyes. He did? He don't he donated his eyes to uh to research or oh. just to somebody else to see. But unfortunately, you see everything as a musical after that, whoever has Jerry Orbach's eyes. They just assume. <laughs> Well, I did write a uh, very uh, uh, failed pilot in one of my UCB classes called Law and Order Eyes. And it was the whoever got Jerry Orbach's eyes also got his power for exploring law and order. And got so, it. no, see, it was received about as well as it was received on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah nobody been, liked it. That, that must have been sketch funny. writing 101. I went, uh, I went with it. it. Yes. <laughs> Law and order eyes. I, you know. Yes, but, and I went with it. You know. I thought, it was, yeah, that's, it was could work. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Right. Mm, we could talk about Jerry Orbach all day. Yeah, I Legend. saw my first Broadway play that I saw. He was in it. I'm trying to remember mm. the name. Of it. Mm. Was it? I remember Mama. No. Was it the Fantastics? No. Was it? That's the only two I can think of. Yeah. No. Oh, oh, it was. It was. I know what it was. Tippin. Pippin? It was Tippin. No. Um, Scuba Duba? Nope. <laughs> Stop making stuff. Stop making stuff up. That was not no, no, no. Scuba Duba was not a musical until far after he passed away. Um, Scuba Duba. Let's see. I'm looking at the theater credits. Forty second street. Uh -uh, promises, speak. promises. These are our second fact check in as many minutes. Promises. Promises, that, promises. We've hit it. We've hit it after two. Nice. That's How it. dare promises, he? Promises, promises. Oh, I thought he was fabulous. He still but, is. Yeah. I mean, he's got just piercing vision. Yeah. Wherever he is now. I think it would be better if whoever got his eyes got superpowers, Jeremy. Well, that would that's part of it. The EYES had periods yeah. after each one. So that spelled out like, you know. Uh, there was going to be a whole. I'm going to give of... you time to come up with your acronym right now while Danny and I talk about something <laughs> unrelated, entirely unrelated. What kind of acronym would that be? Uh, a long one, yeah. not a race, not a racy -E one, but a compl yeah, yeah. complicated one. Every enter your, your yeah. Oh, enter <laughs> yeah. Enter your eye system. I don't know. 
That's all, again, it's not, it didn't get, it didn't it did, get a lot it, of rave reviews for well. a reason. It yes. sounds like it's still in the treatment form and not an actual script. Yes, very much so. <laughs> oh, well, we uh, call that scriptflation <laughs> where you t- tend to build it up and yeah. then there's nothing there once you open it up. What, what was, I mean, you may have talked about this in the uh, special, Judy, but what was your auditioning process like for? Or some, you know, something like I was thinking about that while I was listening to the others talk. I don't remember much about it at all, okay. to tell the truth. That's really strange. I thought, God, I don't remember. <laughs> where did where did Pete and Pete come in your career arc? Like, you know, for Allie, she expressed that it was right there at the beginning when she was still oh. writing her resume on loose leaf paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd been doing a lot of commercials. Oh, I did hundreds of them. And by the way, that's not an exaggeration. In those days, you could do that many. Because, I mean, advertising, Madison Avenue was all about, you know, another, that's what they did. They made commercials. They, they thought if they weren't on TV, they didn't exist. They so, hadn't yet uh, passed the Commercial Limitation Act of 1999. And so we were free to do as many commercials as we wanted each year. There was no law. There was not a quota system as it later. We, we know that. We know that based what, on what the, led 80s, to the-, the 80s and, ni- and early 90s when you and I were doing tons of commercials. Jeez. I'm trying to think of sort of like, you know, commercial logic from those days. And the, the only thing I can come up with is if you had a product, it made your life better. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know why it was called, hold on, get ready. Problem, solution, relief. That's what they call uh, it. Yeah. Problem, solution, and that relief. changed to, there's got to be a better way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, right. you're talking about Jeremy's talking about the genre of as seen on TV commercials, which is where right. you present someone doing an ordinary task in yeah. a really right. shitty way in black and white. <laughs> yeah. And right. then, yeah. And then all of a sudden this, mm-hmm. this, yeah, right. this gizmo that you got is Miracle going to, uh, the net, yeah. yeah, it's going to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy's case, it's a mocha maker. Oh, that's right. Oh, you know, I just finished mine. Ah, cheers, oh, Judy. You guys cheers. Yeah, I just threw it in the garbage can. Oh, <laughs> oh I didn't know it was that bad. You need a mocha no, maker. No, no, I finished it. No, but in those days, you could do so many commercials. And if they ran network, holy crap. Mm. But then I was doing industrials, you know, also. And then I did a couple of those films. I did uh, Frankenhooker. Did you ever see Frankenhooker? Yes. <laughs> I, I would it, like to see Frank. Yeah, Hooker. we might do a, a special Patreon viewing. Maybe you'd want to sit in and talk oh, over sure. it or something. Yeah, Frank that would be amazing. Uh, she just saw Frank and Weenie. Oh, yeah. It's a really yeah. cute story. It's a great one. It's a the great dog. story. The cute little dog. Yeah, Frank yeah and Tim Burton. But yeah, Frank oh, and yeah. Hooker is a bit different and not a, not a kid's thing. I don't know. No, no. But, that, there, but there are weenies also in Frank and Hooker. Yes, they they saved some of the weenies from Frank and Weenie and then reused them for Frank and Hooker, is what you're saying? Or the other way around. No, I'm pretty sure the chronology is the other way. (laughs) What was your your audition process like for that? (laughs) Yes, Frank and Hooker. uh, It wasn't a a whole lot because uh, his name was Frank Hennenlotter. He was the director. Hey, we saw you in a commercial. You did? No, I'm saying this is this is what oh, he said. Yeah, what the yeah, director, yeah. what the director said. Yeah, um, and Basket Case Two. Oh yeah, but in both of them, Basket Case Two, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, I was a reporter in both of them, so I just had to come in and audition by reporting. And now, you know, blah 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 blah, and the lawnmower is going to, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, because mm-hmm. he gets chewed up in Basket Case Two. I think the lawnmower chews the guy up. Oh yeah. So you don't get killed. You survived. No, no I survived. Okay. Yeah. No. And you also survived being a, a nurse in the Romero flick. Yes, I did. I had virtually nothing to do but hand over the sponges and, the, you know, whatever. And don't forget the eyeball. Yeah. The eye, ooh, yeah. And, you know, like three lines. And I think one of them was cut. <laughs> it, it turns out that that was... Jerry Orbach being operated oh, on. Gosh, okay. Oh, we've come full circle. Woo! Yeah, Judy, that, we could recut that into Judy. the Law and Order eyes to make a little teaser. Judy, when you were doing all those commercials, did you have like, did you go from one to another like weird, weird genre moves? Like, here I'm doing a BK commercial, uh-huh. and now I'm doing a, yep. you know, a Tylex commercial. Like, 
Well, that's I would as like a to ma- know. that's a matter of necessity. If you have a conflict, you couldn't you couldn't just that's do right. yes, you could you yes, couldn't just yes. do a bunch of commercials no, of the same no. genre. And I used to sometimes my nightmare would be I'd wake up in the middle of the night and go, "Oh my god, did I just shoot a, a conflict? Oh, do I have two mm. toothpaste commercials? Oh my god, because they'd sue you if you did that." That's a nice right. that's a wow. nice problem to have two yeah. toothpaste. Luckily, I never did. But shouldn't your management or agent figure that out for you? I freelanced as well as a lot of people did. The freelance, you got much more work if you freelance because you were with like, you know, three or four agents and whoever got you that audition is the one who would. So they didn't always know what you had done. Gotcha. I'm do you know anybody to keep that track actually got my, sued for anything like that? My yeah, wheeling and dealing. Mm. Yeah, I do know somebody who did get sued. But what they did, how they compromised it was, it was two toothpaste, as a matter of fact. Uh, and what they did was they agreed to put the toothpaste commercial on a shelf until the other one finished running. And then they didn't pay her, like, um, I mean, there was some, you know, like fine of a thousand dollars or something. Yeah. That's uh, big money. I guess that's yeah. okay. And, but, but they held back running the commercial cause they didn't want to have to reshoot it. And it was one of those things. She didn't realize it until the end of the day. And then she goes, Oh my God, I have a conflict. You know, it was, I, a t- it was it, back uh, in the day. You were supposed to keep track of your own, of your own conflict. Yeah, you had to. And by the way, in those days, long time ago, I used to go on as many as 10 auditions a day. That's I mean, brutal. it was as good. It was an acting gig because you'd go from one to the other, to the other, to the other, to the other. Mm-hmm. And I used to get um, hire a taxi service sometimes because I I'm thinking this is the eight, this is the eighties, and you're yeah. banging around Manhattan, yeah, or not, or not out, not out there in L.A. Well, it, I it seems like in L.A. But then, oh yeah, yeah. But then I moved to New York because there was a whole lot more to do. But yeah, come on, give me some bass. I'd have to say, well, wait a minute, how's this going to run? Oh, this is a test commercial. No, let's cut that one. I won't go on that because I I don't have time. Or oh, this is a regional commercial. No, 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 no. Let's. let's You were doing triage for your auditions in real time. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a totally different time, though. Like I said, Madison Avenue. Well, did you, did you guys all watch the show about Madison Avenue? You know, uh, Mad Men. No, I never yeah, watched Mad Men, Mad Men because mm-hmm. it was far too much cigarette smoking. Oh, there was. And by the way, that's Mad Men is so accurate to the time. You know, oh, they did smoke that much, didn't they? I thought they, so. They did. They, and they did. drank. And they drank a lot. And, God, they drank. And I, and I remember they even had an audition scene where it was at Gray Advertising. They didn't say it was a Gray Advertising, but we all knew it when we saw it because at Gray Advertising, you'd have to walk down a that hallway. Seven, seven, that's that's G- that seven, 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 uh, 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 that's Gray G-R-E-Y, Gray. Yeah. Gray Advertising was right Advertising. across the street from Smith and Walensky. Yes. Uh, third. Oh, you're talking about 777 3rd Avenue. That's yeah. what you're talking 777 about. 777 3rd yeah. Avenue. Right. And you'd walk down this hallway and there'd be all these actors sitting there in chairs in the hallway. And so when they did that, that's accurate. I know that. That's why I booked a chicken nuggets commercial from Gray Advertising. It was a crazy time. We used to just walk up to audition and write our freaking social security numbers out on a piece of paper for everybody to see. That was how you identified yourself. It was amazing. God God forbid anybody had a camera back then. They could have they could have applied for social security for all of us. Right. Well, sorry, Mr. Morona, you didn't make anything because you're receiving disability and Branson is sorry. Now, what? Now, now we get to write available upon request. Yes. Well, I think I, I remember writing that on my resume about my conflicts. I, my conflicts yeah. were available upon yeah. request, but I, yeah. I did a couple of fast food commercials, but I never, you know, too many that happened at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we do a, a live show called Nostalgia Personified where we show some of their old commercials and then we talk about them. So next time we're in California, you have to come on and we'll show some of your commercials oh, and we'll sure. talk about I them. Do have, and, and you know, laugh. it was such a hassle then to get a copy of the commercial because you'd mm. have to write to the producer, if you could remember his name, at the agency. Then they'd have to go and get permission to be able to... Writing in the typewriter, because you're typing out a letter. Walk into the mailbox, look in a stamp. Look in a stamp, putting it in the mail. And it looks like this, Michael C. What is that? Yep. Is that one of my commercials? Or is that a beta copy? Oh, it's a... It's no, 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 no. We, nothing but alpha, nothing but alpha here. Yeah. 
But um, I do. I do have a. I have a, a reel of about uh, probably fifteen commercials. But wow. know, I just I couldn't keep up with trying to get copies of them all. But you know what? If you go on YouTube and you just keep you know watching the various ones, you just keep going because you know they have all these commercials on. You there. know the algorithm yeah. will find you. Yeah, and I found a bunch of them on there. So this actually uh, inside had a um, a note that says apparently you asked for. Halloweeny, farewell, my little Viking part one and two. So they, they, uh, this is just them exporting it for you. On two, you talk about you talk about dubs on demand or something like demand. that. Or, yeah, it's from Voltage Video, five hundred one. That's right, Voltage Video. That's Never right. heard of them. Uh, how come, you, Dan? How come you didn't keep it in house with Tamborelli Video? I don't know. You should. You should have. I should have. But it was Tamborelli Video was a rental house. Yeah. By the way. Well. Not I, not in uh, com, not my, in competition. That's my, that's my cousins. It wasn't in competition they with. Sold the, they sold the business. Of, they sold the business a few years ago. To who? I don't know, but they I know that Jeremy, I know that Jeremy, Jeremy yeah. got a couple like pelican cases that say Tamborelli Video yeah. on it. Yeah. 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 yeah, and it makes oh, me it makes me upset. It makes me feel like it's mine because it's got my last name on it. No. It's not how the world works. I, I think we are all capable of coming up with a great idea for some sort of movie for, you know, going down this way, you know. Yeah. Jerry Orbach's eyes are implanted into a crime fighting no, mutant. No, 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 no. Right. No? I love it. I can't wait. No? Uh, you can't. I'm into it. I'm, I'm ready to shoot. I have, uh, I got a drone. Uh, yeah, you got Judy's drone. got drones. You got uh, all God's children got drones. First shot is an eye, yeah, right on the eyes. Drones out, huge wide. <laughs> I can see it. Speaking uh, of huge wide, go ahead. Speaking Jeremy. of yes, well, we're running uh, short on time, but I did want to tell everybody that Judy, if you wouldn't mind, just afterwards, ten minutes, staying behind, and we'll, and we'll do a quick shot, quick fire. Sure. Ten questions for you, sort of about Pete and Pete. Uh, for our Patreon subscribers. If you would like to get in on the fun, patreon.com slash Danny and Mike with the N spelled out. With the N spelled out. And then I guess beforehand, Judy, if you have uh, plugs uh, that you would like to, anything you want to plug? I know we just did oh. the... Uh, well, I, I don't know that this is a plug, but uh, when we were in Portland, um, this gal oh. painted this. That's and very cool. I bought it in the gallery. They, you know, and this was from um, it was it was called the Call. Remember this guy's? And mm -hmm. apparently he was a boyfriend or in an earlier life. Well, you one of your best outfits on the show. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And he was now a, a lineman. He had a he had a crush on you. Yes, exactly. And he was a lineman. Anyway, I just thought it was so sweet. And her name is um, Ann Shelley. And, and uh, I just thought that was so cool. I mean, there are these dedicated Pete and Pete fans, as I told you, you know, the uh, gal who makes the enamel pins. Uh, Sheffy, that's it. Anna Sheffy. Wow. Anyway, I just think it's great that what the Pete and Pete fans will do sometimes. It just amazes me, you know, how much, you know, the best compliment I ever had was, I think it was in Portland, but one of the fans said to me, you know, I always wished you were my mom. You were mm -hmm. my idea of a, what I'd like for a mom. And I mm -hmm. thought, oh, that was touching. You know, mm -hmm. that was really touching. Someone who could deflect bullets without a helmet. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. As a, uh, as a third party who didn't have anything to do with Pete and Pete, I, I can attest to that as far as like the fans and how incredible they are still 20 whatever years yes. later. Yes. And and how much they really took to heart uh, the the work that you guys did. So uh, it's amazing. Yeah, nobody ever told and, me they wanted yeah. me to be their mom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they asked to be your brother though. I'll call you Pete or something. I don't know. No, uh, no, you think so, but no. Judy, do you have That's any uh, socials you want to put out there or anything? Uh, Twitters or Instagrams or Facebooks or no, anything? No, okay. nothing right now that I can think of. Cool, but but you could look for her in several commercials coming up. And you know what? Oh, I wish. Go watch the dark half. The dark half. Georgie Romero. Yeah, one of his one of his later films. Check out Frankenhooker. Frankenhooker, the basket case. Basket case two. Yeah, I think we should definitely watch one of those together on Patreon. I'm just putting it out there. I think that would be hilarious. Uh, also, uh, we are on the Last Podcast Network. Check them out, lastpodcastnetwork.com, for all their great shows. Uh, 
uh, what else? Uh, if you'd like to know when Jeremy actually graduated from high school or have any new, questions for new, us, uh, uh, call us at three four seven four seven zero eight one. And it's the same year as uh, the dark, the dark half came out. So there you go. Well, there's a hint. What were you gonna say, Dan? I was just gonna say that there's gonna be a new episode of uh, the story must be told that I did. Ooh, very nice. Up. So oh, here, that's if your you're, plug. It, it's what well, it's a plug for the network. Yes. yes. Yeah. Nice. We call that a network plug. They were very big in the eighties. I I'm not sure what your eighties your eighties music for your montage is is interesting. I'm just curious. That's that's a word that that's like a filler word that you use when you can't think of a good or a bad word. So what do you what do you really feel like to say montage? No, to say interesting. Yeah, no. Montage is a French word. We know what it means. Okay. Oh, do you? Yeah, we know. Uh, give us a shout on our socials. Danny's at uh, D Tamborelli on the yes. Twits. At Danny Tamborelli on the Instagram. Mike is at Michael C. Marone on the Twitter. I'm at Remy Balin on most things. At Jeremy Balin on the Instagram. And you can check Judy at turkeyscrapple.net. Pinchaloaf for the Patreon. Stay tuned for Patreon Pinchaloaf. Absolutely. Thank you all so much for tuning in, Judy. You're an absolute delight. Thank Thank you you so so much much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Oh, it was fun seeing you all, as a matter of fact. We have to to do it more often. Two shows in one week. Sunday was really fun, and I'm glad that we can, a couple days later, do, do a little more yeah. You know, specific chat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You we call it. that chatflation where the chats chatflation. get you know, the chats kind of oh. get bigger. <laughs> all right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. 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 <laughs> the Adventures of Danny and Mike stars Danny Tamborelli and Michael C. Marona. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Baylor. This podcast is part of the Last Podcast Network, which can be found at lastpodcastnetwork.com. Make sure to check that out for a ton of great shows. For more information on the guys, visit our website at dannyandmike.com. Also look us up on Twitter at Danny and Mike with the N spelled out and on Facebook at facebook.com slash the adventures of Danny and Mike. Thanks for listening. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.